Hello, welcome to the European History Podcast. My name is Daniel. Today we are going to talk about the Paleolithic Era, because you truly can't understand European history if you don't understand where we came from as a species. So I hope you'll join me here at the beginning so we build a good foundation for when we're ready to start European history proper. After this episode, we're going to talk about other early periods in human history, and then we'll go into the first human civilizations, which also didn't start in Europe. So let's start at the very beginning. Scientists estimate for us that Earth began about six billion years ago. Three to five million years ago, human-like species evolved, probably in Africa. There are studies that have been done on the genetics or the genetic uh, identifications of various people around the world, and they have found that a common denominator resides with African genetic traits. So we believe that our species began in Africa. One to two million years ago, erect and tool-using early human-like species spread over the continents of Africa, Asia, and Europe. And 200,000 years ago, we see the first Homo sapiens. 90,000 years ago, just 90,000 years ago, we see the first fully modern version 3.0, if you will, Homo sapiens came about. Now, anthropologists and historians mark out our prehistory and our early history by the best material we had for making tools. I use the term prehistory there. Prehistory refers simply to human history before writing before there's a written record. And as you can see here, being only 200,000 years old as a species, our prehistory is most of our history. 90%, north of 90% of our history does not involve any kind of formal human civilization. The Paleolithic era, the word Paleolithic refers to Old stone, it's Greek. Our Paleolithic era as a species dates from 1 million years ago to 10,000 BCE. There again, I use that term BCE, and I'll explain. BCE stands for Before Common Era, and it is the same if you're familiar with the term BC, which stands for Before Christ. It's the same measurement, it's just a different label or terminology. I'm going to go ahead and prefer to use the terms BCE and CE, which is Common Era, which is the same as AD, to make sure that we are welcoming and make sure this series is welcoming and inclusive of people who may be coming from any uh, culture around the world, whether there is a Hindu in India or a Buddhist in Nepal or Vietnam or a Muslim in the Middle East who is interested in learning about European history. So I prefer to use the more universal terms of BCE and CE to refer to time. So the Paleolithic era is from 1 million years ago to 10,000 BCE. This time period is marked by hunting and gathering. We are hunting, we are fishing, but we are not farming. 
our most advanced and most useful uh, inventions involve stone. And I've seen several documentaries that show that actually these stone tools were very complex. They're very difficult to recreate. Uh, they are very sophisticated. They are not simply just finding a rock and sharpening it. They use very particular types of stones, and they use very particular ways of chipping in order to make the most useful, ergonomic, and long-lasting tools. So it's actually very impressive. So we have very advanced uh, stone tool uses, and the second largest event in the Paleolithic era for our species would be the control, creation, and utilization of fire. Being able to make fire, uh, the red flower, as you see in the Jungle Book, is very big for four independent reasons. First, fire gives us the ability to conquer the night, as I say. We are able to see when the sun is down. It's really hard to overestimate that. Second, Fire gives us the ability to have warmth at night and in colder climates. And so the human species is able to populate the Earth, uh, especially for our purposes, northern Europe, uh, the Scandinavian region. The ability to have fire uh, allows us to have warmth. So we get light, we get warmth. Fire also gives us protection, either from each other, rival tribes, or from wild beasts. Finally, and again, can't overestimate these things, fire begins our culture and tradition of the culinary arts. We get cuisine, we get cooking, and uh, so we get cooking, but also you have, we have to consider that fire and the act of cooking one's food releases calories and releases nutrients that were previously undigestible or undigested, and the act of cooking food thanks to fire, changes our genetic development, changes our uh, cerebral development. So that is probably the biggest thing that happens in the Paleolithic era. We discover that fire exists, we discover how to make it and control it and put it towards our uses. So even considering these two major developments of stone uses and using fire, we have little scientific knowledge of the natural world, and every Paleolithic culture develops religious, spiritual beliefs to explain very significant natural forces. We develop religious, spiritual beliefs to please capricious, supernatural beings or forces that make choices in ways that we do not understand. Technology and food resourcing methods at this time, in this era, only support a small population. We are hunting and gathering. Ancient art from this period uh, suggests a gender division of labor. Men are hunting, they are fishing, they are making tools and weapons, fighting with other tribes, fighting off beasts. Women at this time are childbearing, gathering nuts, gathering berries, gathering grains, weaving and making cloth. And sometimes when my students ask me, oh, why, as we get into ancient civilizations, why do women not enjoy the same rights? Why do not they not enjoy the same social standing or opportunities as males in our ancient history? My 
answer is that there's not a good answer in our context today of society, and perhaps there's not even a good answer in the ancient history. But my only comment that I usually have to try to give an idea of why there is this gender divide of role and opportunity and rights and standing is to look at the experience of our fellow mammals and how they uh, operate in tribal patterns in herd or pride or group or pack uh, and the roles that we see the male members of those species taking versus the role that we see the female members of the species taking. So that's the only comment I can have, but it's important to note that as we begin human history and as we start going into what we will discuss for European history to make sure we note at the beginning these gender differences. However, looking at this, because women are given the role or take on the role of gathering nuts and seeds and wild plants and berries and grains, women therefore likely give humankind the greatest invention, the greatest technological advancement in our history of all time. Women gathering seeds likely through and using them and through the deposit of the leftover grain or leftover plants in common, repeatedly used garbage ditches, for lack of a better term, women discovered the role that seeds play in planting and growth and the knowledge of the ability to farm. Therefore, we thank the women of our species for the development of agriculture and later the domestication of plants and animals and of husbandry. This throwing of plants away into garbage ditches and then noticing uh, a week later or a month later that those seeds have um, started to grow and plants have started to grow uh, that had been eaten before begins our understanding that we can grow food ourselves. We no longer have to continue hunting and gathering. We can, and certainly we will, continue hunting and gathering for a long time after this discovery. And different tribes, different groups of human beings will go back and forth as the benefit changes, as the decision-making changes between continuing to hunt and gather and then a little bit of trying to grow food and stay in the same place. As we know, staying in the same place is going to win out. We thank women for this development. We call this the agricultural revolution. And very quickly, after we figure out that we can plant things, we not only start planting things, we start actually engaging in genetic selection. We choose the largest fruits, we choose the largest uh, plants, and we allow those to be replanted. The ones that are redder or more tasty or sweeter, we choose those and we allow those to continue growing in our next round of crops. That is fundamentally domesticating. That is the beginning of genetic modification. We've been doing it since we've been farming. Same thing goes for our treatment with animals. We begin domesticating animals. However, I'm getting ahead of myself here because... As I said, the Paleolithic era ended around 10,000 BCE, and we mark this ending of a period with the agricultural revolution. 
That invention, that development, that advancement for humanity is what we call the beginning of the Neolithic era. And Neolithic is, again, the Greek for the New Stone Age. And that is going to be the conversation of our next episode. I hope you will consider subscribing to my podcast here. And please like us on Facebook. Uh, You can just go to Facebook, and it is The European History Podcast. Not very creative. I'm trying to use the same name to keep things simple, keep them easy. I hope you'll join us next for our next episode. It will be over the Neolithic era. This is the European History Podcast. Thank you for joining. My name is Daniel.